When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I knew once he said guilt that, that um, I knew I was going to have a difficult, difficult period ahead of me. You won't learn this just by chatting to yourself or talking to yourself. You've got to go and immerse yourself in it. And the first thing you do is go down to the HSQL and make arrangements to go down there for a week. I'm out of the room and I can't remember the period from walking from the office to my own office because um, I knew that there was going to be trouble ahead and I certainly wasn't flying, uh, walking on clouds by any means after getting the new post. On the 15th of July 2014, Fine TD Joe McHugh was told he finally had a ministry. He was now the Minister of State at the Department of Communications, Energy and Natural Resources with special responsibility for Gaeltacht Affairs. This meant he was expected to deal with Irish language issues and Gaeltachti in Irish, of course. But Joe had a problem. He couldn't speak Irish. Good evening and welcome to the 9 o'clock news. There's been strong criticism of the appointment of Joe McHugh as Minister of State with responsibility for Gaeltacht affairs and his grasp of the Irish language. Conrad Aguelga said that Taoiseach effectively reduced the status of the language. People were quick to voice their concern. So if someone's appointed to a job, I cannot understand how they would accept it if they haven't total fluency in the Irish language. It's another insult to the language and it shows how little that particularly those that are in control of the purse strings and those that are in control of the language nationally uh, care. There was reaction too inside the Dáil Chamber. And here's the rub. When a delegation from the Gaeltacht comes in to meet with the minister, they will not be able to converse with the minister and do a working meeting with the minister in their own language. My name is Maura Trasini Hjalla. I grew up in the Gaeltacht in Connemara. Now I'm a bilingual journalist with RTE. It's become the norm in recent governments that our minister would be an Irish speaker. So I was as taken aback as anyone when Joe was appointed. I decided to follow Joe during his first year and see how he'd handle his new brief. It's a big moment when a TD gets the call. I'd given up hope that I was going to get a promotion. I'd, I'd myself, I thought, better to err on the side of caution, so actually I'd given a hope, up hope to such an extent that my mobile phone wasn't charged. I think it was down to about 7%. And on top of that, I had it on silent. And, and I remember taking it out of my pocket and there was two missed calls from the same Dublin number. So I knew straight away then that that was the call. Joe is 44 and from Donegal. He was first elected to the Dáil in 2007, after being on the local council and in the Shannad. And before that, he was a secondary school maths and geography teacher. I'll never forget the, the feeling when I was asked to go into the waiting room and wait on the Tisha. Um, I went into that room on my own and, I mean, it was just, it was a phenomenal feeling knowing that, you know, I was going to be asked to do something. And it was actually quite emotional and I, I held myself back in case there was cameras in the room. 
I walk in, he never said anything. I didn't say anything. And then he just put out his hand, so I, I sat down. So I, I broke the ice and I said, I, I presume I'm not here to give you advice on how to win an All-Ireland, Tisha. And uh, he says, no. And then he proceeded to tell me that he was going to give me a responsibility for um, natural resources, which I thought, yeah, fair enough. And then the guilt docked. And that's when things just took a, you know, my emotion and everything from before, everything changed. I just came straight out and put up my hand. This is, uh, you know, I think I called him Enda. Like, I, I, I left from the formalis. I said, Enda, you know, you know I can't speak Irish. But why did Antishach and Kenny choose Joe for the job, despite knowing that there were other deputies in government that could speak Irish? He'd been around for a while, and uh, obviously it's a nice thing to, you know, to be able to sh- shuffle a team. Um, obviously Donegal, Donegal would have been left without anybody uh, in government if he didn't replace uh, Dini with another representative. Uh, so not just for geographical reasons, but for the fact that he's been around a while. So, you, you know, you, you can make judgments as to who you appoint. From their point of view, you're probably right, and from other points of view, you're probably wrong. Would you fill the positions? And, and uh, in this case, uh, I thought it was an important signal for everybody else to understand that here's somebody who's got a, a responsibility now, who had lost his Irish, well, go and learn it and prove to people that this is very possible. Get on with it, and you're going to carry it with you for the rest of your life. That's the big prize. The point is, you, the first thing you do is make contact with Ujjaskail in Dunangal, make arrangements to go down there, spend a week with them, make all the mistakes you ever want to make in, in, in terms of the, the language, pick it up and go back again occasionally, and practice it and talk to yourself and talk to your driver and talk to everybody else uh, and you'll soon find yourself out over a little uh, a little gap and then it becomes very easy. Well, I think I came back a second time saying, you know, are you happy enough? And um, he says, look, he says, I, I'm, I'm offering you the job because of confidence in you to do the job. The new minister didn't have much time to celebrate his promotion. The very next day, he's thrown in at the deep end in the Dáil. Sure, he did Irish for 14 years in school, like most Irish people, but it was very, very basic. He could ask somebody how they were, tell people his name, maybe find the toilet. That was it. Like many a student, he had to forego a summer's evening. He had Irish homework to do. The first night I actually didn't sleep because I actually had priority questions in the doll on the, the following morning in Irish. Jordan, Conor that was a period I could decide what what do I do here how do I handle this we get the questions in advance so I was, I was right I'll have no problem reading out a script in areas that's not a problem but what do I do when the supplementaries come back his solution is to attempt broken Irish as the Shannockle says, is for Gaelgivrishta, not Berla Klishta, which means broken Irish is better than clever English. However, shifting uncomfortably in his seat, the new minister is obviously under pressure. He's less than clear in his answer. Opposition deputy Michal Kitt can only say he can't understand what Joe is trying to say. <laughs> Joe tries again, looking like he's about to break into a sweat. 
This time, he mangles numbers written in front of him. Not the best start to a new job. When I stood up in the doll that morning, that following morning at, at 9.30 and I put my hands up and says, look, I, don't, I can't do this at the moment, but I am going to, be, I'm going to put a plan together to try to go back and relearn the Irish. Look, can't you... I'm prepared to put in the work um, in this job, like any job. Uh, I've already stated uh, that I have to do a refresher course. Satirists went to town. Hello, uh, Tishok, Joe here, Joe McHugh, you were looking for me. This is one skit that did the rounds. An Irish language online newspaper, Turish Punkai, had some fun. How's your Irish, Joe? <laughs> my, my Irish, Tishok? Sha, Kilkwee Wendel, Hutu Quilke, Joseph. Sorry? Jesus, Joe, the Hutu Quilke. I'm with Fickin Quilke, but. Oh God, Tishok, it wouldn't be in a great place now. I'm making you the minister for the Quilke. Well, what about the language enthusiasts? Those mad lunatics, Joe. Even she's a real saucer. They're never happy with anything. We'll make this the best small ministry in the world to learn Irish in. It's well known that Antishoch speaks Irish and assumed that he learned in the comfy confines of his home and classroom in County Mayo. Not so, as a little boy, Enda did it the hard way. My first real involvement with Irish was on a Gwilin scholarship in Connemara in Glanachwyrin in the early 1960s. And I was supposed to go there for three months and immerse myself in the language. There were only three students on that course from outside the Gaeltooth. And um, I spent six months there, actually. I was hardly able to speak English when I went home. There were, there were five or six children in the house of the family, along with myself. I, I meet them occasionally since. But it was a gaslight, um, uh, and uh, there wasn't any uh, running water. It was tough life for people in Connemara at the time. Uh, cutting turf, having to do the bits and pieces of meadows with uh, scythes. It was was a tough regime and uh, it gave me an education that I've never forgotten really. Well, I got a phone call from him <laughs> and I said, Joe, and will job bug it? <laughs> that was what happened. And he says, ta, and I knew straight away. I've seen this doctor fix it for the Gaelic. <laughs> Liam O'Cunigan runs Edge of Squale, which is in Glen Cullumkill in the Donegal Gwiltocht, around an hour west of Killy Beggs. This is where Joe has to learn Irish and fast. Some of the things I read, you'd think you were asking him to learn Cantonese. Well, as somebody said, like it's like doing your oral Irish exam in, full, in front of three million people. It may or may not be. It's, you know, he's going to take it in a stride. Nobody can learn a language fully in three months or six months or whatever. And uh, there's going to be challenges in the dialect for sure. But uh, he's going to be well able to do his job. Ask Gaelic proficiently, I would say, it was in the next few months. But I hate but the time and I don't want to put a time in it because when you're learning a language, it never stops. It's August 2014. 
Joe's doing what thousands of teenagers around the country do over the summer. He's in the Gaeltacht attending Irish college. The only thing that's different is that this is a course for adults. Going into that class, it, it was daunting because there were people from Los Angeles, there were people from Wales. It was a bit, it was a bit embarrassing too, as an Irish person, to go into a room uh, and not to be able to converse in, in Irish. Despite Joe's appointment grabbing the headlines, not all of his classmates know of his predicament. In a noisy classroom, a curious Englishman tries to figure out, in broken Irish, what Joe actually does for a living. <laughs> what are you into, my Robert? Um, Family Politory. Politory? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, full time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can hear him asking Joe if he's a TD. In a TD? <laughs> Chuck the Dolly. Yeah. 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 All right. And then asking what party. Ken Party. The locals, though, know exactly who Joe is. Never missing an opportunity, constituents in Glen Kill strike up conversations at Sgwelge, all the while raising local issues. There's a language barrier, but Joe gets the message. After a long day in the classroom, we stand overlooking the bay in Glen Kill. Joe's finding it hard going. I would say I've gone from uh, maybe... A, a, I don't even know. I don't even know what baseline I was at, but I, I know I was nearly erbun the slaves. I was certainly very, very at the bottom of the mountain. But you know, I'm, I'm up to about nearly 400 new words in a month. But the the challenge, the Duchlin Moor, is actually working on the verbs. And I know there's only 11 irregular verbs, uh, but they are tricky 11 irregular verbs. Two weeks ago, I thought I was uh, I was in trouble. I just I kind of kept hitting the wall. Uh, but what's helping helping me now is uh, I'm thinking in Irish. You know that I'm thinking in Irish means when you're going to bed at night and you can't sleep and there's stuff going through your head. I'm putting it through my head in Irish, which by the way it's helped me to get to sleep quicker. Uh, so there's something going on there. Um, but you know, I think somebody said to me today, if if you end up dreaming in Irish, you've, you've got it. So I'm looking forward to my first dream in Irish. In an attempt to immerse himself in the language, the new minister has hired a driver who speaks Irish, John McClafferty. Um, Ranga into Trum and you. Ach, go into. Been at Montreal School. Go into. Fuckle new. Tama Tama Starockle Geary Nismo. Well, I try to help him out here and there. I, I, I'm a native Irish speaker, so I suppose it's a bit of help for him as much as anything. Though Joe is at Irish college, he doesn't have the time or the luxury for total immersion by sleeping in a bunk bed or having a ban and tea like everyone else in his class. He's using his evenings to attend meetings and work. John keeps him company on the road. It could be called a cover seven counties. So it could be anywhere really in the morning. 
you could start off in Donegal, you could maybe have to go to the Dáil, could be going anywhere really, could be going to any of the other counties that it covers, which is down Cork, far as Cork and Kerry and Waterford and then it goes up maybe to Meath or could be Mayo, Galway, could be anywhere, you know, it's so it can involve quite a bit of travelling sometimes, but actually I've, some days we have good fun now, kind of between trying to figure out what uh, what Irish should be used here or there, <laughs> whatever, we usually seem to have a good laugh a lot of days. So. Um, well, a couple of, couple of folk will go into um, uh, Fatcha. 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 Far, 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 fatcha, lum. The machine, the fatcha. Anyway, to 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 crunyu, to crunyu agam now. Ardralis, CLG Ardralis. So maybe Joe would be trying to think of how, whatever speech he wants to make, or possibly he's going to a meeting somewhere that, and he tries just to see what he has to say, and then he's. Makes out what he wants to say himself, and then he maybe asking me whether it's does this sound right or does that sound right. Or I usually try to tell him just to keep it simple. It's usually the easiest way for everybody. A few weeks go by, and the flahiol in Sligo means that Joe has to put himself out there again. People know he's been brushing up. His vocabulary is improving, but he hits a little speed bump in an interview at Squelge. With RT's Eileen Magner. Happy enough to go, Jan? Yeah, I'm running. Okay. Uh, Ara, come to the Tower Area to Leshen Gael Ganesh. Yeah, you know, Yanni Alandini, uh, or Yanni. She asks how he's uh, doing. Uh, you know, we, we make mistakes. Uh, and Kinshid Tampa. Joe tells her he's still making many mistakes. He struggles trying to find a phrase to tell her he won't be discouraged. Once the doll returns, Joe's formal education has to end. From now on, he's learning on the trot and on the road. Any study is done in between jobs. Primary school was, was my first uh, real exposure to the Irish language and was lucky and fortunate to have Mrs Coyle, who was my teacher at the time. Joe grew up in the parish of Carrigart in North Donegal and went to the local primary school in the 1970s. It's a wet October day and we sit in Mrs Coyle's cosy kitchen near his home, looking at old photographs, going down memory lane. And I still have fond memories of the way, you know, her novel ways of teaching maybe all of the subjects, but particularly Irish. It was through music. And uh, I can still uh, hear in the back of my mind, like Badge and Elemy, and, you know, different different songs that, that would, have, would have been taught at that time. As you went to first class and second class, things get more serious and you have to get into the hard, gory details of uh, the Amsher Lecra or the Amsher Catcher, the Amsher Ashtina, you know, and the Tishel Gidnadja. So, you know, the, these are the important parts of the language. The minister keeps a busy schedule. All too soon we have to leave Mrs Coyle. 
and head to the nearby parish of Downings. It's a busy time for the government. There is a by-election in the constituency of Roscommon, South Leitrim. The public haven't gone away, you know. They're keeping an eye on his progress. I suppose Roscommon wouldn't be known for been uh, an area in the past where I went to everybody was speaking Irish but it was it was phenomenal yesterday people who hadn't Irish were you know saying oh you're the guy that has no Irish you're the, you're the Minister of State that can't speak Irish and we're having a good joke about it uh, but other people who you know started off speaking in Irish you know Kalanzatatu or Kea Kawaltu and, and then I would respond and I would say um, you know I'm because uh, then they would go, oh, no, no, I was only having the crack. You know, that, that's as far as, as, as the thing would go, you know. So, so Shannon, the gassery way, Kevin Ward. Well, as you know, I'm going to go And Cantor is Jesher. Duty calls, and Joe heads into a round of meetings with his constituents. And sure, gassery into Dolliver. The next hurdle is Edochadis Nisauna in Killarney in November. It's the gathering of the Gaels. Thousands attend every year. It's an opportunity to celebrate identity and culture while having some serious crack. For Joe, it's a speech as Gaelga to launch the festival. And if that isn't enough... It's broadcast live on RTE Radio Nagelsachta. I was nervous. I was nervous in the days leading up to it. Um, I was going to be speaking publicly and making a good, the best effort I could in, in Irish. I had a script, but I was very conscious that I wanted to speak off script as well, which I did, and I know I made numerous grammatical mistakes. Marathias, Ogov, Erdusen Tauru for me and Pastor. Willis Ogov? It's a valiant effort, but he's struggling. For me, for me, be me fragras garinya or rinche. He mispronounces names. But white lomer dus ma wehas a coronual don uchtaron, Dr. Patrick O'Halley, uchtaron eroctus nagilaga gavilas a carjig, don sturahor liam o mulaha, August da rehart nafelia marin nidonaka. The words in front of him are hard to get out. And Jerry Shackton, August Tessogum Gomeo. There's a feeling of relief when he makes it to the end. He may have been relieved to finish, but once it was done, it was done, and he didn't mention it afterwards. Liam O'Mille, not Liam O'Mille, as Joe called him, is the director of Antergades. I wouldn't criticise him, I would criticise those who prepared the speech for him. Um, some of it was, was difficult to, to follow and some of the words that were used need not necessarily have been used. But at the same time, a lot of the content was most welcome to people and, and I think it showed that he has gained, if he hadn't before, he certainly gained a better understanding of what the Irish language community is about and met him subsequently at an event in Belfast and whilst he was to speak on literary, Irish language literature and so on and so forth, he set aside the speech, the official speech that night, and he spoke verbatim on the Oireachtas and what the Oireachtas had meant and so on and so forth. He did absolutely fine. Some remain unconvinced, including former RTE Director General Cahal Gohan. 
Before the end of the year, he speaks very strongly against what he sees are the failings of government. I, I have nothing but good wish for Joe McHugh. However, he's clearly not qualified to do the job of Minister for the Gaeltacht. And when he becomes qualified for it, I wish him all the best. The Taoiseach put someone into a position for which he was demonstrably unqualified. I'm not an apologist for any uh, movement of any sort. I'm simply stating a fact that uh, if the man is supposed to be uh, responsible for the Gaeltacht, then the least he should be able to do is communicate with the people of the Gaeltacht in their language. He can't do that. Joe married Alwyn Enright of Offaly in 2005. At the time, Alwyn was Fine Gael's rising star, but she chose to leave politics to concentrate on her young family. They have three young children, Dara, Aideen and Oisin. It's Christmas week. His phone beeps. It's a picture message. Um, here's Dara. Uh, it's his big play today. He's the king. His mother has him dressed up in a dress, which looks like a dress, which will remind him when he's going to his first disco. But he's, he's I suppose, as we're speaking, the play is ongoing. Parents all over the country are attending Christmas plays. Joe isn't. Yesterday, my daughter Aideen had her Christmas play. I was in Dublin. She, she's in Donegal. And, like, yeah, I mean... Politicians, rural politicians, primarily, you know, they're, you're away two or three days a week, and but that that that's a life you put yourself up for. And I always think in the comparison of say the, like the crab fisheries is a big fishery in my own parish, and like a lot of these lads who are involved in the crab fishing business, they're they're away for two and three weeks, and they have small children as well. At this stage, Joe is well able to chat informally with me and others. He can keep casual conversation. He now has a grasp on basic tenses and verbs, though more complicated situations are still very difficult. Of course, learning Irish isn't all of what Joe's doing. He has a wide portfolio. And on top of that, portfolio of natural resources, public meetings on fracking, uh, different licences in relation to the Atlantic margins to do with oil and gas, inland fisheries and deputations in relation to draft netting and, you know, different challenges within the, the fishing sectors. Busy season, if you want, yeah. in terms of fisheries regulation. We have a few things on the, on the agenda. And yeah. The big one will be the salmon The staff at the Department of Natural Resources seem to be learning some Irish as well. There's something wrong with you. You all right? Can't make fool them on Changa. Though it's perhaps not the most traditional of sources. A satirical video of Joe chatting to Love Hates Nidge has taught everyone a new word. I'm going, what? what? You know, it's, it's well done. Don't let me fucking know it in you. Fuckle ain't it. Did you not hear me? I don't have the time for this. I'm under a lot of pressure at the moment, yeah? Smuggle Larone. Some jellyfish. What the f*** are you talking about, Smug- Well, there you go, and you remembered it. There you go. Smuggle Larone, which is? Jellyfish. There you go. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. While Joe is continuing on a steep learning curve, so too is the world of politics. Contentious issues like water protests keep bubbling up. Angry constituents are making themselves heard outside Joe's office in Letterkenny. It's extra pressure, on top of answering a kesht asquelge from on a new version of Nuacht. Well, 
His answer makes little sense. Whether he means to or not, he thanks the protesters outside. Anya gives him another chance. Well, there is noise outside, but it's nothing compared to the tense silence in the room as the minister struggles. This is just one of a number of uncomfortable interviews. Here he is live on Nucht TG Cahad. I wasn't comfortable in that interview. Well, Afterwards, he admits to the Scudu Bail, or the oral Irish exam approach. I'll tell you what I was doing. I had three or four things learned off in my head to say, um, but now I don't. I don't. I don't do that anymore. And I just. It was. It was a difficult. It was a difficult interview. The new year has come and gone. In six months, he's gone from a few words to holding his own in conversation and taking part in interviews. But he still feels that it's not enough. This has gone on since July, and everybody's helping me. My own parish, I go to the shop in Carrigard or go to Downings. Everybody's both Irish is speaking to me in Irish and I'm listening to reading the Geltic, I'm watching TG Cahar, I'm immersing myself in the language and I'm thinking, when, when is this going to happen? A Gaeltacht minister with Little Gaelge is just one issue. The decline of the Irish language in the Gaeltachtí has been happening gradually over the years. Ireland has a funny relationship with the language. The last census shows that over 1.7 million people say they can speak Irish but only 80,000 speak it on a daily basis. I think the most important thing here is is that the people realise that the language is in trouble. We're at the last game in town now. Eda MacDonagha is one of the people tasked with creating a language plan for some of the Connemara Gaeltacht. He blames a lack of joined-up thinking when it comes to Gaeltacht policies. Like The state has paid thousands to industrialists here to set up the Gaeltacht over many years since the 1950s. I suppose the one thing they didn't do was was they did not make sure the Irish language would be spoken within the workplace. And that is another place that they fell down. Unfortunately, if you look at on Spidgel here, there's a few industrial estates in this area, there was much people coming out from Galway City in the morning here, and they're all non-Irish speakers. A study published earlier this year has found that Irish won't be the primary spoken language by the majority in the Gaeltacht in 10 years' time, unless something changes. And if the, the floor of the factory has English speakers or foreign speakers every day there, there's Irish language not being spoken. And unfortunately then people tend to lose and then the kids are growing up and Irish is constantly being pushed aside. Antishach doesn't seem to agree that the language is under pressure. Well, the figures would show that it's actually increasing by a small percentage, but increasing. Population is going up as well, of course, and there are you know increasing numbers in Gaeltacht areas who have travelled back, who might be you know married to somebody from from a different country or from uh, where, they, where they've never spoken Irish. So it doesn't worry me because there should be well, there are pressures on the language. You can't have a sort of a exclusive reservations here. It's, it's a free country. By February, Joe's confidence is on the up. He says himself that something clicked in his head, which is just as well, as he makes his first official visit to the Gwelthachdi in Cork and Kerry. A new challenge, 
just as he's getting on top of the language, he now has to deal with the new dialect. You are enjoying yourself. Speaking Donegal Irish to children in Muscree and Kirkurina, well, it doesn't exactly work. But I think the structure is the same. I think, you know, it's a different phrase, it's different words. Like, I mean, it took me weeks to figure out what goriv. I was saying, what's this word, goriv? But I mean, in Donegal, we say goro. So I'm learning Irish as well. So I'm just like you. And you know why I'm learning it? When I was your age, I didn't listen to the teacher. I didn't listen to you go to parts of Donegal where people have learned book Irish, they're going to say Conazatatu, which is Munster dialect. Uh, obviously in Donegal, and I get a lot of slagging for it, is Kajimaratatu. Uh, but I remember going to different events and I was saying to people Kajimaratatu when I should have been saying Kajimaratashiv. Even to get that simple stuff right, I was getting a slagging about that. But the, the most, I think the most wonderful welcome of all is... Uh, I'm not just saying it because you're sitting here, but you meet a native Irish speaker from Connemara and it's and it's just, you know, it's very expressive and it's very unique. Funnily enough, the different dialects are a problem that even native speakers can relate to. My name is Mary Lera and I'm from in, from the parish of Kinlamarta, but I live in a place called Rainery. If I suppose people tell you it's a hard language to learn, I don't know because it's my first language, so it's easier for me. I'm actually having to think here now. I, I, as Berla, when I'm talking to you, it would be easier for me to do this as scaling. But anyway, um, and I mean, we, I myself personally did have different <laughs> difficulties with the different dialects, but I suppose for a person that wouldn't have... We, how would I say fluency in the language it is obviously more difficult and definitely if, if I was within a group of people from Donegal who they're speaking amongst each other there would be words too that I wouldn't pick up do you know what I mean like many Gaeltacht people Maude had her doubts about Joe. Um, we felt a bit threatened that, that the powers that be didn't see that we how, how would I say this now <laughs> that we didn't deserve um, a minister that had fluency but I mean these things happen and uh, I mean I must say I am delighted to see that he is making an effort and I mean I haven't heard him speaking any English here today and I think that's very good The next port of call is the land of Peg At the Blasket Centre whether the language is Irish or English everyone understands the subject matter we drop in on Anindra, and the children are playing musical chairs. Joe uses his new monster dialect skills on this gang of four-year-olds with much more success than the day before. Sitting on a tiny chair, surrounded by children, he chats away. The minister is interviewed by Radio Nguelthachta in Ballinangal. 
but not before he's given a ribbing about Kerry beating Donegal in the All-Ireland football final the previous September. Yeah, yeah. All-Ireland, Dido. Today, Joe doesn't have any crib notes. This is progress. A few months ago, an interview like this involved reams of paper, rehearsal and practice. Joe, armed with his new knowledge of football, or CAD, as they say in Kerry, calls into a pub, TTP. Inside is TP O'Crochud. It's not long before he's asked to give his opinion of the minister. Praise the day in the evening. Mullen Drawn Drawn We'll talk about Joe when he's finished. Mullen Drawn Mullen Law. Mullen Law. On Drawn Horner. Don't praise the day until the evening. As this government's term in office draws to a close, inevitably people discuss what Joe's legacy will be. Michelle McFaudine, a journalist who writes for the Donegal Democrat, has followed his career closely. He has to take more aggressive actions in ensuring that the language will be um, brought on from, from this generation to the next. And he has to be unafraid to stand up and make difficult decisions and show the people of the Gaeltacht and the country that as Gaeltacht minister, he means business. He has the language now. It's a matter of showing the people that it has gone to his heart as it is in theirs. I think Joe could be in danger of, of leaving this portfolio with the legacy of the man who, who just learned Irish. I hope that soon that he will make decisive actions that will improve the Irish language and I hope he won't be afraid to stand up and let the government know what the Irish language needs. Joe says he can only do so much. Well, I don't sit at the cabinet table, but we, we do have I do have an opportunity where I sit with my officials and the officials from the Department of Education and the Taoiseach. He's made representations to the Taoiseach, asking for more public services as Gaelge, but we still haven't seen anything concrete from cabinet. Could Joe's experience be in education for perhaps another ministerial position in the future? We never know what the future holds and, you know, there is an election coming up in a, in a year's time and the Donegal people are going to decide who their five TDs are going to be at the next time out. Then there's the other challenge as to who's going to be in government. Um, but if if it were, if, if it was to happen out that I get re-elected and there is an opportunity of, uh, of a job at the table, um, one thing I will be bringing to it very strongly would be the Irish language. Um, it doesn't just stop at the Department of the Gaeltacht. And I remember a, a friend of mine from Downing saying, by the way, Joe, you don't have ultimate responsibility for the Irish language. It's the Department of Education. So I would like to bring what I've experienced in this portfolio to bring it through if if I happen to be there. I look forward, Minister. Thank you, Minister. Gormagat, Shannadori, Agus, It's the first week of July 2015. Joe's in the Shannad, speaking as Gaelge with no notes. Very different to this time last year. If you asked Joe McHugh a year ago, a couple of simple questions in Irish he couldn't answer you. Now he can. Uh, this is a, a, an Irish citizen. Uh, and just because there's a, a geographical boundary that says I'm from the Gaeltacht or I'm not from the Gaeltacht, 
There are more Irish speakers in Dublin than in many Gaeltacht areas, and I've often heard them speak, and I speak to them myself. So it's not a case of people uh, saying, well, this is something uh, inferior here. In fact, they should be more than proud of the fact that somebody who lost his Irish has actually relearned it. That's a source of celebration and a, a, a demonstration that anybody can do this. So far from being sort of put out about it, they should be welcoming the fact that here's somebody who actually applied himself, went down to, in this case, Ilgeskail, uh, and has come back able to converse in, in the native tongue. A year after his appointment, I meet Joe in a city centre pub on a summer's evening in Dublin. He's relaxed and a far cry from a nervous new minister worrying about his tishelginaduch. He's still making mistakes, but he's comfortable with the language now and he can laugh at his mishaps. Just thinking of some of the mistakes, I suppose, that we all had a giggle about when yeah. we made them. Yeah. Like, for example, could you tell me now, as Gaelge, uh, you'd like to go to the toilet? Boilum Golchagian Lirish. But of course, the first time you asked that in public, you asked to go where? Lirudge. <laughs> yes, I got a bit of slag into that, and uh, I, well, look, I filled a bit of space in a few of the a few of the tabloids. Yeah, look, I, there's a, and there's another one as well. Uh, the other mistake was what do you remember what the Irish word for midges is? Milchuki. I had an issue with that one, and uh, I know the nudge, the nudge thing around smuggler, smuggler alone. Uh, but I think the most difficult, the difficult word even to get pronunciation around was uh, parallel, cochrochwer. Uh, even it took me a journey from Bear Island nearly to Donegal in in, in the car with with, 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 with with Joe Doohan just to figure to get my tongue around it. And I remember the first the first week of getting the job, I was pronouncing Glen Column Kill and I was going Glan Column Kill. But to get the tongue up to the roof of the mouth and get Glan Column Kill where there's a wee N before the G, it's it's uh, there's a lot of wee nuances there that uh, that I still work hard on. planning to return to a disquail this August. I have to admit that his progress has impressed me. He's not there yet. He still can't fully engage with debate as Gaelge, but he understands all he hears. Joe hopes he's shown that it's never too late to learn. It, it is difficult. It's not easy to go back and relearn the, the language, but it, it is possible. As he was once told, you're only truly fluent when you have dreams as Gaelge. Did he ever have that dream? I'd, I'd, I don't know whether I want one or not because I, I launched a book for Michael McGillis back there a couple of weeks ago and one of them was about Manners in the Bring Lodge who never had dreams about anything. So anyway, to cut a long story short, he, he, he was granted a wish one of the nights to have dreams and they didn't turn out the best, so maybe I'll, I'll be all right without them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.